Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun in sports betting. And that machine gun is my bookie. Whether you are new to online sports betting or a seasoned pro, my bookie strives to give you the absolute best online betting experience. And the good news is that my bookie is in a giving mood this holiday season. Sign up now. Make your deposit using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN, and my bookie will match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. You put in 200, you get an extra $100 to play with. Treat yourself to some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season. Support degeneracy at the same time. It's not just winter season, it is winning season. So bet, win, and get paid with my bookie. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey, everybody, Arch here, and it is Saturday morning, which means we're talking the National Football League Week 16. Max, what's going on? It's like the longest period of time before the next Christmas, so my my, my credit card bill can start being paid off uh, and hopefully uh, keep my winning ways in, in, in sports betting to, to chip away at that that crippling debt that is called Christmas. The worst <laughs> is, like, my, my, my brilliant my brilliant mind. I have two kids that are born back to back in the first couple of days of January. So I don't get a reprieve here. I've now just spent a whole bunch of money on Christmas. And now I got two birthdays next weekend that I have to deal with. So uh, hooray. Oh, good job. Good work, Max. Good work. Yeah. Solid planning. <laughs> you just couldn't keep yourself under control in April for some reason. It, it was, listen, it was, it was this during Game of Thrones. It was always premiering in April. And, uh, you know, it was just all those titties on the screen. Yeah. You know? One thing leads to another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's going on, Panther? Oh, well, look, he's put it. He put his daunting face on the on the uh, social degeneracy. I mean, how does his wife just like stay away from him? He's just so adorable, right? Hey, you know, <laughs> listen, listen. Uh, to quote Batman's, like I've taken my mask off. How about you guys? Yeah, you know, uh, got, got 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 Keenan Allen super fan over here saying that he's the male model, and then he's going to stun our fans with how how gorgeous he is. Then go ahead, man. Just post the pic. Go ahead. Uh, can't wait to see Richie Rich. He's going to look like the the, uh, the Toxic Avenger or something. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually glad Christmas is I look forward to it, but it's, it's just such a burden lifted off when it's over. Like, you can go back to cleaning your house. Things can get put away. Your bank account starts to gradually straighten itself out. Like Max, I had kids, uh, one in January, one in February, but they're adults now, so I don't really worry about buy, buying them anything but uh yeah i just kind of glad yesterday was over and like i said before in the pre-show i ripped the band-aid off yesterday finally got my uh my victories in the nba so yay and fuck alvin kamara what the hell what's going on, richard well max you can make your money back by betting your picks two days from now yeah. <laughs> and then uh, panther just january and february well, the rest of them are later. <laughs> yeah, I know that's like like year round, Rich. That's what he's saying. He's just saying year round. He's he's got kids. It's I think he's got one for every month of the year. He uh, is he is rivaling Philip Rivers with the amount of kids that he has. Not that bad. <laughs> yeah, good, 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 good. Well, that's uh, I'm off to a good Sunday start. 
looks like man you uh in my parlay on the site is taking the lead so uh, thanks to that heads up big daddy joe daddy raul daddy just big daddy so i'm looking forward to getting football picks right today too although you know my i don't have a whole lot to talk about today so it's going to be a real tight week coming off a 10 bet week it's probably going to be five or six today maybe even less right. so i'm looking forward to it we should get to it because we've got a game in less than four hours now that game is tampa bay going to detroit tampa bay opened up minus 10 they're minus 10 pretty much everywhere still yeah bucks have not made the playoffs since 2007 I was shocked when I heard that because they always seemed like a better team than they actually were. So a win this week puts them back into the playoffs. And while they, they should win, I'm not sure if they can afford to fall behind to the Lions like they did to the Falcons last week. Uh, they could come from, back from behind, but that, that kind of shit is not fun to do week to week, having to dig yourself out of deficits. It's, it's not healthy for any team to have to do it. Uh, Detroit has been playing better since firing Matt Patricia, but their defense is still a goddamn mess. Coming off a week where they gave up 46 points to the Titans, that included 147 yards and a touchdown to Derrick Henry and also three touchdowns in the air to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Tampa Bay plays better on the road. Lions are not great at home, but I kind of like Detroit's offense to keep it close against a weaker Bucks secondary this week. I will lean the Lions here with those points. Um, it, it should be a close one, though. I, th- I think it's a close one. Uh, it might be close to the 10. You know, the interesting thing about Detroit here is they fired Patricia, but now their interim coach, Lavelle, is out because of COVID. The first head coach, interim head coach, to be out. So now the offensive coordinator is out. The quarterback's coach now becomes the de facto coach, and he's going to call the play, something he's never done in the history of his existence in coaching. So it'll be really interesting to see how this offense um, gels and what they do out there. Maybe maybe they just cut Stafford loose and let him call his own plays. I don't know. But uh, the Bucks. look, this has been – a 15-week preseason for them. And sometimes they've looked like world beaters, like they did against the Packers. And other times, most of the times, they've actually looked like shit. I, I still keep expecting them to put all these pieces together and look like a quasi-championship caliber team. There's just way too much talent on this team. I think they can cover the 10. I'm just not confident enough to bet it. So I'm going to lean Tampa Bay. I think uh, coach, quarterback coach, no matter who the, the calling the plays, we can go in there and call the plays. Um, the only thing they're going to be able to effectively do is throw the ball. I think the same will be said for the other side of the field, too, because neither team runs the ball very well and it's neither team defends the pass very well. So it's going to be pass, 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 pass. I have this game pretty tight. I'm going to lean Detroit, but I can't make a bet here. Yeah, let's got you in. I got to do it. I got to finally do it. I'm going to I'm going to throw off last season, forget it ever happened. I'm going to bet Detroit plus the 10. I think they can keep it within, you know, nine and a half. <laughs> so yeah, give me some Detroit. There's not a lot I feel comfortable about betting today. I don't even feel comfortable about this, but here we are. I'm going to do it. I want a piece of Detroit plus the 10. Uh, 54 and a half, Max. Yeah, I'll lean the over here. I got this at 59. I'm saying I, I my metrics have this really close. If you factoring how these teams have been playing recently, it's it's super close. I got the Bucks winning 30 to 29. Ooh. So, if you're telling me that yeah, Bucks got to cover 10, I uh, 
I was close. I was close to betting the Lions mm-hmm. here, but it's the goddamn fucking Lions. I know. I know. I will lean the over, though. I do think that that both the both these teams' offenses are going to click today. You know, factoring in the ten point margin that Vegas has given us, you're looking at a score of thirty two to twenty two. So you got to get over that to get that over. Um, I really don't feel good about that, especially at the Lions going against this Tampa Bay defense. I will lean the under here. This is one of the few that I have a uh, with the widest spread from the total and from what I'm projecting out. I feel like this game is going to score close to uh, my, my score is uh, the same as Max's, except a little bit different way of getting there. So I have him going at 59 at 54 and a half is the number. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Some of them have a little lower, I think, but well, I'm going to bet the over here. Greedy bastard. You need more when you've got five point wiggle room. Well, that, that's even not enough for me to normally bet. So, wow. Okay. Got you in the over bet. I'm going to lean the under here. I'm hoping it stays closer. I'm, I'm banking on my double fallacy, breaking out some old terminology here. <laughs> I wanted to, I want Detroit to keep it closer. And uh, if they can keep it closer, they'll cover that spread. Next up, San Francisco's going to Arizona. Uh, Cardinals open up minus four. They're minus five, minus six, minus five and a half. Take your pick. If these people, if these DJs out there would actually just buy our T-shirts and we can put out more T-shirt brands such as Double Fallacy. We've got gold there, people. We have lots of things we can be putting out, but you got to go buy those T-shirts <laughs> at the DJN shop. Can we say that the Niners have QB issues? Can we say that Nick Mullins joining Jimmy Garoppolo on the injured reserve list is not great for San Francisco? Their starting quarterback this week is going to be C.J. Beathard. I, I don't even know how to – Beathard? Beathard? Like, I don't even know how to pronounce this dude's name. I've seen him in action a couple of times. This is who they are trotting out there this week. And then next week, you know who they're probably going to put out there? It's Josh fucking Rosen. <laughs> That's going to be their starting quarterback to end the season. Oh, my God. Uh, it's It's been a, a season of injuries. For the 49ers. I mean, that's that's really defined their fall from grace here. You look at the injured uh, injured list, and and I'm sure you know Packer Navigator, if he's listening, will correct me if I'm wrong on any of these injuries here. But as of the injured list that I'm looking at, the report that I looked at this morning, Saturday, December 26th, I see Richard Sherman out, Debo Samuel out, Raheem Mostert on the injured reserve. I just that's a lot to have to deal with for the Niners this week. And to make matters worse, the Cardinals defense has just been super aggressive the past few weeks. They've averaged seven sacks per game over their last two games. Niners, of course, they give up a lot of sacks. 33, in fact, this year. So beat hard, Bithard, whatever his name is, could be in for a bad week. Uh, despite the injuries, though, that Niners defense has been really fucking good. I'm surprised. When I looked at the metrics for the Niners defense, I was shocked to see that they they've been doing so well if they can force some mistakes or turnovers with uh, kyler murray i think they can keep this one close in fact i'm going to bet the niners here to keep it within this uh this total i'm I'm actually in shock right now after after the niners couldn't even beat dallas last week uh this is a team that's been complete disarray all season long the Cardinals, here's the one thing the Cardinals do well. And I know we like to say, oh, well, they, they play their schedule and, and they beat who they beat, but they beat bad teams. I mean, they beat the NFC East. 
They've beaten the Niners. They've beaten the Jets. They really don't do a lot of other beating out there. Um, th- this is another one of those bad teams that I think Arizona at home can take care of business. I'm going to bet the Cardinals minus the five. I don't know how the 49ers are bad. I think they're just destroyed by injuries. They can't play at home. It's been a disjointed season for them. All their star players are out. That being said, this is still pretty close at five, but the Cardinals are playing for something. The 49ers aren't. They're looking, they're limping out of the season quite literally. I'm going to lean the Cardinals. I'm going to lean the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm leaning the Cardinals here too. Ever so slightly, I have them covering the five and a half, but just not enough to not enough to bet it. So I'm just going to lean that way. I like it. It's Panther versus Max out in the desert. We'll see who's standing after the end of this. Uh, Forty eight and a half, Max. Lean the over once again on this one too. Got a total score of fifty two. Cardinals twenty seven. Forty Niners twenty five. This Cardinals team, man. Like I, I do not know how to bet the Cardinals at times. <laughs> I really I really don't because one week they look like one of the best teams in the league and the next they, they look like absolute dog shit out there. I think against this 49ers defense, they're gonna have a tough time scoring a ton of points, but they'll score enough to kind of uh shade the over here. So yeah, that's a lean on the over. Uh once again we're gonna go head to head here because I, although I do agree with you that Arizona will do their part I just don't think San Francisco is beat up as they are. I, I feel like they're going to make Arizona's defense look pretty good this week, even though they've not been very good at all this year. Uh, San Francisco's inept offense they, without the running game, the third string quarterback um, beat up at wide receiver, still no George Kittle. We've been, been teased that Kittle's coming back for the last month, but he ain't coming back. There's no reason for him to come back. So uh, I will lean me under here. Man, the mouse is not working right. The um, I have the game 27-20 for the Cardinals. That's under. I am going to lean the under as well. All right. Got you in for the lean. Rich has learned his lesson, so I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable about betting the over here. I think it is going to go over. I have it almost, almost exactly what Max had. I think this is it almost always hit the over. So, yeah, I'm going to bet it, bet the over. And uh, since Rich is just leaning it, it makes me feel a little bit more confident because he's been on fire with his total bets lately, but not his leans. All right. Next up, we've got Miami and Vegas. Dolphins on the road. Open up minus two and a half. They're minus three or three and a half. Is this where I convince Panther that the Raiders are still a good team? <laughs> you know who's been salivating for the opportunity for Marcus Mariota to go out there and play? It's, it's one John Gruden. <laughs> Ever since signing him. He's been eyeing up Mariota with those those doughy eyes, just dreamy. Get Derek Carr out of here. I want Mar- Mariota. And he got his wish last week, and Mariota almost rewarded him with a come-from-behind win. Uh, Derek Carr, of course, left the, the game with an injury last week. And there, a playoff spot is still kind of there for the Raiders, but I think we can say that they're out of it, right? I mean, I, they, a lot of things would have to break their way for them to get it, so... At this point, you got to wonder if Gruden's just going to say, I'm going to just throw Mariota out there for the rest of the season, which creates a nice drama because that could be it for Derek Carr there in Vegas for the Raiders. And uh, some team, possibly a New England team, could just swoop in and, and pick up Derek Carr off the scrap heap for absolutely nothing, and that'll be fun. 
the one thing a QB controversy creates, though, especially for an opposing team, is just confusion of who to prep for. So I think the, the Dolphins defense has had to prepare for two different types of quarterbacks, two different styles. Marietta plays a bit different from Derek Carr does. So that that's just going to you know add to the frustration of the Dolphins trying to prepare for this game. Miami, of course, can get closer to a playoff spot with a win this week, but they will take a major hit if they lose, which is what I expect to happen this week. I am calling for an upset here. I think the Raiders do beat the Dolphins this week, but I'll take the points anyway and bet the Las Vegas Raiders. Are you nuts? Have you been uh, walking? Yeah, yeah I, I am. I am. Yeah. What the? <laughs> uh, this Raider defense rivals that down there in Dallas. The defense is just so bad. They're giving up yards and points like they're some kind of charity. The, 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 I don't even care about the quarterback controversy. Mariota, uh, it, it doesn't matter. If it's Carr, Mariota, they'll throw it to Darren Waller 20 times, and this team will score 28 points. But the thing is with Miami, 28 points might be enough to win. Miami's ceiling on offense. Everybody's talking about Tua and talking about Miami. But it's their defense. Their defense has been carrying this team, and their offense has had such a limited ceiling. They're looking at uh, – they look at these projected drafts for next year. It looks like they're going to maybe go after a big play wide receiver to get some more explosiveness on that offense. I think as bad as the Raider defense is, it might be just enough to keep that Raider offense – uh, scoring enough. I think, God, I hate doing this, but I'm in complete agreement with Max. I think the Raiders win this game outright. I'm money line in the Raiders. Oof, it's going to be a money uh, island living for me, maybe. I don't know where, where Archie's going to go with this, but this is one of the few games that I'm actually going to bet. I think the Dolphins have something to play for. Tua does not turn the ball over too regularly. He does at times, but he's been pretty safe with the ball. The offense is starting to move a little bit with him. I think he's starting to get it. Uh, I'm going to actually bet the Dolphins here. You are going to bet the Dolphins. Got yeah, it. the road favorite, just my favorite thing. There you go. Yeah, Man, I hate <laughs> – I was surprised when I looked at it too. I'm going to bet the Raiders. I've got them winning the game by, you know, it's nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. ran it and I ran it again. And then I, you know, stormed out of here and <laughs> like, I thought I was going to be the only one. <laughs> no, it's the Raiders. Uh, it's shocking, but yeah, I have them winning. So I'm going to bet the Raiders uh, plus the three. I, I'm not money lining it. I want a piece. I want those points. All right, Max, 48 and a half. That's the total in this one. Funny thing is I have the Raiders winning by three. Oof. I have them winning 26 to 23. Uh, so at 48, I will lean the over that that total gets me to 49 here. Yeah, I, I think game winning field goal. Raider, Raiders pull this one out. Uh, I, I don't hate the money line play, Panther. I, I don't, but I'm going to take those points because it's the goddamn Raiders. Plus 140. Uh, uh, the smart man, the, the smart man takes the takes the points. I've just never been accused of being very smart. But um, like I said before, 28, I think, is kind of the, the go to number. I've got this thing around 28 to 24. Um, but Raiders with the outright win, that puts me at 52. That's good enough to lean the over. I agree with you guys, except I have the scores reversed, and I, I have, I'm going to lean the over as well. Oh, I'm, a, I'm betting the over. I think this one can go over the 48 and a half pretty easily, especially with that Raider defense. <laughs> and Marcus is going to come out and just blow us all away, right? He's just going to blow us all away. So I'm going to bet the over here. It's going to be closer to the mid-50s. 
All right, that's it for the Saturday games. We are moving on to Sunday. Broncos going to the Chargers. Uh, Chargers minus three and a half at home. Yeah, you know, you have two five and nine teams that couldn't look any different. Uh, when Denver wins, their offense just looks unbeatable. And when they lose, it looks like they have Drew Locke as their quarterback. For the Chargers, imagine if this team could play a full four quarters. They'd be amazing. Problem is they can't play a full four quarters. It doesn't seem like they can. Uh, Both teams out of playoff contention, so it's all about getting reps for their young quarterbacks, evaluate the talent around them. Loser does get a better draft pick, so you got to wonder if that ends up playing a role in the how this game plays out. Uh, I'll get to it a bit, but it's just jammed up between the four seed, uh, the 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 number four draft pick, and the number like twelve draft pick. It's ridiculous how how the drop looks like like there. So a loss could be advantageous to one of these teams. Chargers don't seem to win, and more importantly, they don't seem to cover at home. Mostly because it's a team without a home. L.A. is not their home. Never been a fit for this team. Even with no fans in the stands, doesn't it just seem like there's more people rooting for the other team? <laughs> like, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I think Denver has a chance to win this one. Uh, it really comes down to fractions when I'm looking at my spreadsheet here. So I do have the Chargers barely winning, but not covering here. So... Man, uh, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm betting all of the uh, the AFC uh, West teams today because I will bet the Denver Broncos. Oh, I hope you don't bet them all. <laughs> I, got, I got another one going oh, up. Oh no! <laughs> I don't know how you can bet them all when they're playing each other. In this yeah, game. Well, they're, they're, they're the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, the hatred for Drew Locke, though is just I, I don't get it. Uh, Drew Locke is. Not a franchise, but he, look, this is only wrapping up his first year as a starter. He just got thrown into it last year. And, um, you know, that's, they're still trying to find themselves. The Denver doesn't have a running game, but when they do have a running game, like last week, you saw what the Broncos can be. The Chargers, I don't care where they draft between four and 12. They've got to be looking at defensive players. This defense has got more holes in it than Swiss cheese. They can score. Uh, Justin Herbert, but the thing with they got film, everybody's got film on Herbert now. They've got film on this offense, and the offense has not been putting up a lot of points lately, even getting shut out by a mediocre Patriots team. I'm kind of having a hard time finding an identity with this Charger team quite yet. I trust Denver just a little bit more. I'm and especially like that hook, so I'm going to lean Denver plus the points. The uh, Chargers own every statistical advantage except the last time they played the scoreboard advantage. Um, With Phillip Lindsay out, Melvin Gordon's going to get a chance to saddle up and be the number one running back against his old team. Probably going to try his best to have a big, big, big game. Uh, I don't think it'll be that big, not big enough. I'm going to lean the Chargers here. All right. Got you in. Lean the Chargers. Um, I honestly don't know what's going to happen. Is Denver going to win? Maybe. Are the Chargers going to win by 14? Maybe. I, I, I'm going to lean the Chargers here. I can't bet this game at all because it's all over the place. I honestly don't know what's going to happen here. But just a lean for me on the Chargers. Uh, the total in this one, Max, is, is it 49? Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I'm not a fan of the totals this week. I really am. I'll lean the under here. I got the Chargers winning 21 to 20. As I mentioned, it is it's fractional. Like really, if I look at my spreadsheet, I have to really round up to get the Chargers to 21. Because if not, this is a dumb. This is 20 to 20 game. Uh, so yeah, I'll lean the under here. I don't. I 
the problem is if, if the Broncos win, they could have put, they could put fucking 30. And that Chargers defense can can sometimes give up 30 points. Uh, yeah, but I'll, I'll, still, I'll say lean the under. Yeah, that Charger defense can put up, can let up 30 and a half. So uh, I, I kind of use the, the metric of 24, 23, 24, just kind of like the league average, right? These defenses both give up significantly more than that. I think just by how bad both defenses are, the offenses could have a pretty good day. I think Herbert and Locke both look fantastic. So I'm going to lean the over. Fantastic. They both look fantastic. Yes, they do. Drew Locke, especially. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I have a dumb push, but I'm going to ever so slightly lean the over. Over. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm leaning the under here. I, I think this is going to be a closer game. It's just going to be pure chaos on the field. That's that's what I'm predicting. Uh, I'm going to lean the under. All right. Next up, we've got Cleveland versus the uh, the streaking New York Jets. They're on a one win victory here. A one-win victory streak. Um, Jet Cleveland on the road minus ten. Man, yeah, this this is uh, this has got to be something that uh, the, the Browns are are happy about, right? I, I know the Jets coming off that shocking upset over the Rams last week, uh, and, and the Jets now have to hope that the Jaguars accidentally win a game, which against the Bears this week, anything's possible. <laughs> But it means that the Jets cannot afford to win another game, so that puts the Browns in a nice opportunity here to make some ground up in the AFC North. Uh, you know, other than that thrilling loss to the Ravens, a game that you know is probably still burning sports betters' minds out there. Browns have won five of six. Uh, many of them have been close, so you know you do have to worry a little bit about that when betting them. But Cleveland's going to be motivated to win this one. Steelers have a tough matchup against the Colts this week. Uh, could then set up a <clears throat> Week 17 uh, AFC North battle. If you look, this is a matchup of the top two drafted quarterbacks from the 2018 class. Mayfield definitely struggled in his first couple of seasons, but seems to be thriving under a coach that is designing plays, designing an offense to cover up some of his issues and, and accentuating some of his positives, while Sam Darnold looks like a giant bag of shit week to week. I have Cleveland absolutely running away with this one. Hmm. Um, as I alluded to, I have another chalky one that I'm going to be betting on later in the show. So I will just lean the Browns here to cover this one. Bye-bye, Jets. Uh, you're still not getting the first draft pick. Uh, yeah, Cleveland, they've got to have all the motivation for this game to just, I mean, licking their chops, getting ready to take on Pittsburgh next week. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's running that three game losing streak and I'm just a little tease here, but I don't like their odds this week either. Um, Cleveland is, is got everything riding on this game. And look, Baker Mayfield, I think you can argue is a better quarterback with Odell Beckham off the team. It gets rid of his tunnel vision. He spreads the ball a little bit more around, relies better on the that running game. Um, Cleveland just checks all the boxes here. I agree with Max. This should be a blowout. I'm going to bet the Browns. I have uh, Cleveland winning by 13 points. The one thing that concerns me a little bit is that the Jets are a decent defense against the run, and that is the identity of the Cleveland Browns offense. 
And there's also the possibility that Cleveland's looking ahead to next week and counting this one in the books because next week against Pittsburgh could have a lot of consequences if Panthers right in the future and uh, Pittsburgh loses. I'm only going to lean the Browns here. I do think they win probably by 13, but I'm not confident that they won't get backdoor covered. Yeah, yeah. Same boat. Same boat here. Uh, I think the Browns win probably by 14, but it's too many points on the road. I I just can't do it. I'm going to lean the Browns here, minus the points on the road. Uh, 47 and a half. That's your total. Are we betting that the Browns score 47 and a half? Is is that what the... (laughs) this uh i'm leaning the under it's a shade under i got the browns scoring 32 and the jets scoring 15 so it is 47 i'm like right in that ballpark there browns are gonna get theirs and and they're you know their defense hasn't been like rock solid but i don't think they're gonna shit the bed like the rams did last week and allow the jets to uh score too much uh adam gase is deadly on that opening drive though so look to the jets to score you know probably a touchdown or a field goal on that opening drive and then not much after that so uh, i'll lean the under here yeah once again i'm agreeing with max um i you know i, I got this game close or not close um like i said we think it's a blowout but i think it's a blowout because the jets just can't carry their end of the bargain i've got this somewhere around 31 to 10 like it's just not even going to be competitive but the jets can't carry their end so it will be an underplay for me that's a lean on the under i have cleveland winning 30 to 17 so that's 47 just a half a point under nowhere near enough spread for me to bet it so i'm going to lean the under yeah, I'm right there too. It's really, really close, but it is it is shading the under. So I'm gonna lean the under in that one too. Boy, it's gonna be an exciting game over there next to Max's house. Uh next up we've got the Bungles playing the Texans. Cincinnati minus let's say seven. Or Houston minus seven. God, you see this typo here? SBR says Cincinnati opened up as the favorite. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's quite a typo. So it's Houston minus seven. Man, I really don't know what to think of this one. I look at the Bengals, I see a team that really shouldn't care, yet they showed up last week and beat up on the Steelers. I also see a Bengals team that has given up 26 touchdowns in the air and facing a quarterback in Deshaun Watson who can sling the ball like the best of them in the league. Houston's offense really needs to play a bad defense. The last three weeks, they've played the Colts twice and the Bears once. So their offense has not looked very good over the last three weeks. So maybe they can get things going against uh, this Bengals team, much similar to how they did about a month ago against the Lions. They, they really need to just show up and put some points up. I think the problem is, though, against this Texans defense, the Bengals should be able to move the ball on the ground. They should be able to eat up a lot of clock here. And I, I, that should result in a lower scoring game where, you know, you're expecting Houston to come out guns a blazing Deshaun Watson throwing all these touchdowns. I don't think he's going to have much time to throw a lot of touchdowns. Maybe he'll throw touchdowns every time he has the ball, but it's not going to be that much. I just see the Bengals trying to grind this one out. Houston should get the win here. I don't think they can cover by a touchdown, though. I'll lean the Bengals. I think I think the Bengals can keep this close with Houston. You know, outside of that we'll call it a fluke win against the Steelers. The Bengals have not been able to score. They have not moved the ball. Um, Bernard was not all that effective up until that, that Steeler fiasco where the Steelers just turned the ball over right and left. Couldn't hold on to the balls like a game of fumbleitis. Um, I don't expect that to happen. Like I, 
the Bengals have these players have something to play for because I think they want to be part of this franchise that they see kind of what they have in Joe Burrow and the Bengals. It doesn't matter if they win or lose. They're, they're probably going to be the first team to take an offensive lineman. So I don't think there's any jeopardy of them losing anything by winning and then falling down in the draft order. Um, so th- they really want to play. But I, I can't get past how bad that offense has been um, up until that Steeler game. And th- that's just an outlier. That's really not who they are. And if you have to turn the ball over like four times in a game for the Bengals to win, then you're probably not really that good. I, I-, I like Houston's talent. Um, Brandon Cook should have a big day. They, they struggle to run the ball because they don't have any identity. But Watson should have a big day. I'll lean Houston minus the touchdown. You know, this is one of those times where I'm going to override Magic XL. According to the, everything I put out, it says that Cincinnati actually has a shot to win this game and that seven is way, 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 way too much. But I don't trust the Bengals whatsoever at all. Um, it's hard to trust a three-win team to actually win a game, uh, except if they're playing the Steelers. Uh, I'm going to just lean the Bengals. You're going to lean the Bengals. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to lean Houston just a little bit. I, I've got Houston winning by a fair amount. I'm, I'm just not sure I believe in Houston that much. Uh, so I'm going to lean Texans there minus the points. Uh, a whopping 46 is your total, Max. Go under. Go under. I, I have this 18 to 17. Total of 35 whopping points there for you. I will lean the under for sure in this one. Uh, I'm on the opposite side again. The uh, Houston, like Max mentioned, they had to go through the Colts twice. The Bears, they're going to be so happy to see a Bengal defense that pretty much gives up points in large chunks. Um, and Houston's defense isn't much to clamor about. I think both these teams can probably get into the 20s. Hell, Houston might even knock on the door 30 here. So I will lean the over. I have this game ever so slightly under, uh, and I think that the risk is not to the downside, but to the upside because both defenses are capable of letting up points. So I'm just going to hesitantly lean the under. Yeah, I'm going to lean the over here. I almost bet it. It's right there. It's right on the line. I I had to do some soul searching, but I'm just going to lean the over ever so slightly. All right, next up. This is the game I'm excited to see. Indianapolis is going to Pittsburgh. Colts minus one, Colts minus two. Either one. What do you want? Man, it's, it, it seems like so long ago that the Steelers were undefeated and Big Ben looked like a somewhat competent QB. Now they face a playoff caliber team in the Colts as they try to avoid a four-game losing streak and then giving ground to the Browns. If the Steelers win, they clinch the AFC North. But a loss, and if if the Browns win against the Jets, would mean a battle for the North next week, which would be just fantastic. Just, I would love to watch that. Um, Colts win would put them closer to the playoffs. Indy has won five or six games, but they haven't looked convincing in most of those wins. They will have a chance to shut down the Steelers' offense on the ground and then force Big Ben to make some plays, which if you're forcing them to make some plays, <laughs> not so sure about that. Offensively, Colts, they have a lot of weapons. 
I, I they're going to hope to take advantage of a slipping Steelers defense that could not stop the Bengals from scoring last week when it mattered. That the, the the Steelers defense overall did well last week, but with the short fields, they could not stop the Bengals from scoring. Two weeks ago, though, that Steelers defense got shredded by Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs. And granted, it's Josh Allen and Stephen Diggs, and they've been shredding a lot of teams this year. But it's it's that steel curtain defense that is just it seems to be fading. It's not like it was earlier in the season. So I I expect Indy to come out big today. I have them covering this one by a lot. I just can't quite trust them here. So it's it, a lean on the Colts for me. But I, I'm just more excited to see the Steelers and Browns next week. <laughs> I think I think that Steelers Browns game next week is going to matter. Um, the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh is the one team that is actually making me look like a genius because I've I've been I've been hating on them damn near all season and they finally have shown their true colors of who they are. Um, big Big Ben just looks absolutely should have retired three years ago. He looks terrible out there. Uh, he's lumbering around taking hits, making bad decisions. Um, Smith Schuster is kind of creating uh, problems, not necessarily within the locker room, but I'm pretty sure there's some uh, coaches and players not real thrilled with him dancing on logos and stupid shit that he's been doing. They can't run the ball. They haven't been able to run the ball at all. Uh, Indianapolis, for as much as we talk about their defense, Phillip Rivers has been a godsend for this team. They have the ability and have done so uh, scoring-wise. They've been over 30 points multiple times. Um, The Steel Curtain has really been shredded uh, quite a few times in this losing streak of theirs. I I, Look, I said the Steelers are not going to win another game the rest of the season. I stand by that. I am betting the Colts here. Well, you're, you're going to be unfortunately wrong on two accounts. Next week's game won't count between Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And the Steelers are going to not lose every game the rest of the way. They're going to win this game against Indianapolis. The one thing about Phillip Rivers is when he's under pressure, he will turn the ball over. He will be under pressure. Jonathan Taylor has had some fumbleitis. I'm expecting the Pittsburgh defense to show up. Create a few turnovers. They're pretty good at home, six and one on the year. They'll make it seven and one. I'm going to bet the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm. It's so close. I'm gonna I'm gonna lean the Colts here. I'll just lean the team that has the hotter hand, I guess. Uh, but I like it. Mac or a Panther versus Rich in Pittsburgh. I like it. Uh, the total in this one is forty four. Let's say forty four. I don't like a lot of totals this week. Uh-oh. In fact, I, I think I'm only betting one or two totals, and this is one of them. I'm going to bet the over here. I think Colts Ooh. 31, Steelers 21 for a total of 52 points. I I, I think that these two teams are going to really push their offenses, and, and the Colts are going <laughs> to push their offense a lot more than the Steelers are. So, yeah, I, I like the over with the bet. Yeah, there's perception that both these teams have really good defenses. But the one thing we've seen with the Colts is that you can get to them through the air. Now, if the Steelers can give Ben time to sit back and throw, I think the Steelers will get theirs. But 44, I mean, you're only looking at 22 points each. I think they both comfortably get over that. This is this is going to be a fun game to watch. Uh, I don't bet a lot of totals, but I completely agree with Max here. We're going to bet the over. I have both teams uh, scoring about 23, so that puts them at 46. That's slightly over 23 each, puts them in the overtime, and then they get a – well, maybe they tie. 
Uh, I think the, the game is likely to go over. I'm just going to lean it. All right. Yeah, man, it's right there. It's almost a dumb push for me, actually, when I ran it a few times. Uh, I'm going to just ever so slightly lean the under. All right, Max, if, uh, you know, if you actually wanted to put your money where your mouth is on this game, where would you go? Let's uh, head over to my bookie. Christmas is done. That does not mean that my bookie still isn't in the giving mood this holiday season. I love rolling with my bookie. They've been giving lots of deals, lots of fun stuff. And you could also still get a deal if you head over there and make a deposit using the promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. They will match you halfway to give you a head start on building your bankroll. Put in $200, get an extra $100 to play with so you can treat yourself to some extra cash in your pocket this holiday season. Support degeneracy at the same time. That is promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. It's not just winter season. It's winning season. So bet win and get paid with my bookie guess who's back back again my bookie's back tell a friend that's right djens proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie but just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love i still use my bookie to this date and you should too why because march is about to get crazy insane maybe even a little mad if you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All right. Next up, we've got the gimmicks, the Chicago gimmicks playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's Chicago minus seven and a half. Guys, this is a very important game. Why is the game so important? Anyone? Your win total. That is right, Panther. That is right. Chicago winning means I at least get a push on my win total for the year. Eight was the number. And they win. They get at least eight wins on the season. Uh, listen, man, Bears still have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, they, they they need to win. They got to get some help for some other teams here. But they're going to be motivated to come out and beat the hell out of the Jaguars here. And as for extra motivation on the other side of the field, Jacksonville knows all they got to do is lose out. And they get the number one draft pick. And they can get Trevor Lawrence if they want to. So I do believe that creates a perfect storm of uh, – you know, one team wanting to win, the other team wanting to lose. 
we covered Jacksonville's defense on the DFS show, so I'm not going to repeat how bad it is and how Chicago's offense has a chance to look like the greatest show on turf this week. I will not say how Mitch Trubisky should have a big game this week against this shitty-ass Jaguars defense. I'm not going to talk about that. What I'm going to say is that the Bears probably score another 30 points like they have been scoring with Mitch Trubisky in their lineup as the quarterback. Uh, I don't know if they cover the 7.5 by more than, I don't know, 5 points here. They they. <laughs> They should they should really beat the hell out of the Jaguars here. Um, I don't like like it enough to bet it. I, I will lean the Bears here. Go Bears, get the win, get get me that eight 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 wins. But uh, yeah, I, I I have a feeling that it could be a stupid backdoor cover or something like that. Um, I'll just lean the Bears. Well, I I I'm feel pretty confident in saying you're going to get your push. You're not going to win because Rodgers and crew will take care of that next week. But I, I feel pretty good that you're going to get your push. Um, like we talked about in the fantasy show, I like quite a few of the players for the Bears here today. Uh, plus, they're Jacksonville. James Robinson has not practiced all week. He's got the questionable tag, and he's really been the only viable player in that offense. Um, ever since the Jets lost, Jacksonville has – or uh, excuse me, the Jets won. The Jacksonville has left no doubt that uh, they want that first pick. They have, were not competitive at all last week. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think Chicago goes in and takes care of business. I am going to bet the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I think the Bears will go in and take care of business. A lot of their players did rank pretty highly in our fantasy show, and I expect Mitchell Trubisky to play well enough that they're going to make he's going to give the front office a little bit of a pause in letting him go in the offseason. If not, uh, they're going to offer him a big contract. A lot of people around here will probably feel like it's too much money, no matter how much they give them. The Bears win. I think they probably cover this game, but I don't have them covering by enough. I'm worried about a you know a Gardner Minshew. I was an early season MVP candidate, touchdown backdoor cover. So I'm just going to lean the Bears. All right, I have to decide. I have two stupid bets. It's telling me to make. Am I going to make this one or the next one? I'm going to make this one. I'm going to bet Jacksonville plus a seven and a half. I think they can keep it you know, right there. Uh, and that hook is going to bite the bears in the on the ass. So yeah, Jacksonville plus a seven and a half is my bet. Total in this one is what is it? Uh, 47. Yeah. For the bears. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of wondering. <laughs> I'm still going to lean the under here. I got this at 46. I I get the Bears almost scoring 30. I got them scoring 29. I got the Jaguars scoring 17. uh, So that is a total of 46. So it would be a lean on the under. But really, I could see the Bears putting up just monster numbers this week. Like, I, 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 God damn, like... Rich, Rich, been, Rich been banging the drum of Trubisky for almost a month now, and it's he's right. Is uh, Mitch just it seems a better fit for this offense right now, and against this badass, you know, this bad Jacksonville, not badass, bad, bad Jacksonville <laughs> defense, he could, you know, put up three, four touchdowns. So um, I'll still lean the under, but yeah, this I, I can't bet the total in this one. Look, Rich, Rich isn't right very often, but I, I I agree with you. I think he's rich. He's right on this one. Like Chicago probably is going to be stuck with Trubisky. We we even commented that he was winning before the injury, and then they put Foles in there, and they looked like absolute shit. And now they're winning again. Like Trubisky, 
but doesn't look great, but but they're winning. And now in the last three weeks, they've been putting up offensive numbers, going against probably the league's worst pass defense. I think Chicago could put up some monster numbers, so I'm going to lean me over. I think if Chicago were to go out and get themselves a, a game-breaking wide receiver and a reliable tight end, Trubisky would look a whole lot different. Wouldn't be, you know, they would never let him uh, let it go that they could have drafted Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. But I think he can be good enough that that argument will kind of be tucked to bed, so to speak, because Trubisky would perform well enough um, to merit his draft choice. I have this game going slightly, ever so slightly under, so I'm going to lean it. Yeah, I'm going to bet the under. I do think this goes under. I know how life works. Monday. Rich is going to be taking a lot of shit for patting himself on the back about loving Trubisky this much. <laughs> I know, I know how life works. Yes. All right. Next up, we talked about Nick Foles and you know, uh, he couldn't beat out Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins, same boat, Carolina, Washington, uh, the football club minus one. Although looks like my bookie took it off the board, Max. I think a lot of that has to do with the uh, still questions at quarterback yeah. for, for what Washington's going to do. They, um, do they go with a stripper boy Haskins or they go back with a gimpy Alex Smith? So those are the choices at quarterback. Uh, have fun with that guys. Uh, Haskins been playing not, not terrible, you know, since, since taking over for the injured Smith. So if he's healthy, I, I, I mean, if, if, uh, um, if if he if he can go, then I think they'll put Haskins out there over Smith, even if if Smith is healthy. You look at these two teams; they play a lot of close games. Panthers four and ten on the season, but eight of those losses were were by eight or or fewer points. Uh, Washington's last four losses have been less than five points each. So when these teams win or lose, it's it's, it's close, and I expect another close one this week. We know that the collective has a lot to play for this week. A win by Washington and a loss by the Giants would mean the NFC East crown goes to Washington. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> just hoping. Uh, for the Panthers, there's still talk about wanting to draft a quarterback next year. I don't get it. I like Bridgewater running this offense. I think they'd be better suited drafting an offensive lineman to, to keep Bridgewater upright. He's been pressured a lot this year. He's been hit a lot. Uh, this this Washington defense is aggressive. They're going to get to him. They're going to hit him a lot. But I still think Teddy and the Panthers pull out a win this week and then make the NFC East an even bigger mess and uh, break Arch's heart. <laughs> I'll lean the Panthers here. I, 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 this this is a coin flip game to me. It really is. I think either team could win this one. Uh, love the Washington defense, but uh, I, I like Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback. I think they'd be foolish to try to draft uh, a quarterback next year when I think that they got their QB of the future already in, in Bridgewater. So, uh, yeah, I think he pulls out a nice big win for them this week. Lean on the yeah. Panthers. You know, Bridgewater goes as the talent around him goes. You know, it, it's one thing to play for the Saints, and you've got my, a healthy Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara, and you got you got these weapons. Um, not so much in Carolina, especially when you've missed McCaffrey a good portion of the year, and that's eighty percent of your offense. So I agree with Max in the sense that I don't know how you can really throw Bridgewater under the bus when. He doesn't have the offensive weapons that he had in New Orleans, and the best player on their team hasn't played a vast majority of the season. That said, one player has made probably the most difference of any team, and that is Alex Smith. 
when Alex Smith took over in Washington, this team just came together. That the defense started playing better, the offense became more predictable. Far limited ceiling still with with the talent, but Alex Smith doesn't turn the ball over. He's efficient. He's smart. Um, so it puts me in this. I don't even know how you put this in your spreadsheet. If Alex Smith plays, I will bet Washington. Otherwise, I'm just going to lean Washington. Well, Alex Smith did practice in full on Friday, so I, I expect that he he's more than likely to play than not play. But I don't think it matters. Haskins, <laughs> you know, he'll have reasons to go celebrate with the strippers afterwards because he'll quarterback the the collective to the NFC East Championship in the year that is 2020. The Carolina Panthers have lost eight of their last nine games, four in a row on the road. They're not playing good football. Teddy Bridgewater is nothing more than a game manager, and his game-breaking player has been on the bench, so he doesn't have a whole lot to manage. Washington wins this game. I think they're going to make it look easy. I'm going to bet the football collective potato skins. Mm, I'm going to bet Washington. Yeah, I'm going to lean Carolina in this one. I, I, I honestly don't know. I I, this is so close. Uh, I, I honestly don't even know who's going to win the game. To be on, to be, to be quite frank, it's it can go either way. So I, it's just this is a mess. When I ran this game, it's just a mess. I'm going to lean Carolina. Uh, total in this one is 42. Is that right? Yeah, 42. Yeah, it's a, I'm kind of leaning the over here. <laughs> Again, like I, you know, I'm running it through different models, and and they're all right in the same range. I'm getting in the 42 to 44 range, so I'll lean the over here. Uh, my predicted score is Panthers 23, Washington 21. That seems to be the score that averages out across uh, my different spreadsheets so uh yeah uh, panthers win by about two and should get the over here but uh, mm. i don't feel i don't feel great about it I, the totals this week i did not feel great about in general um th- this could easily go under <laughs> really good you, me- you remember the first half of the season where everything was over and like a lot of the totals were in the low 50s and now I'm, I'm looking at these totals we've only got one game that was in the 50s everything just seems to be lower scoring the offense has been caught up to defenses are playing much better um this is two teams that have limited uh ceilings offensively even with alex smith there's still limited ceiling i expect this to be a defensive game um 21 probably is going to be enough to win this game so i'll lean the under here yeah, you do have two limited offenses, and then you have one growing and perhaps soon-to-be dominant defense in Washington. I think the game is going to go under, but not by enough or with enough confidence to bet it. I'm just going to lean under. Uh, I have it going under as well. Uh, it, it's right on the line for bettability. So, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to lean the under. All right. Yeah, that game's just a mess. I don't like that one at all. Uh, Giants, Ravens. Next up, Baltimore at home, minus 10 and a half. Here's another game that's a mess just for oh. all different different reasons. Oh. <laughs> uh, mathematically, Giants still have a shot at the NFC East, but if you've seen them play the last few weeks, you would just know that they have no chance at all. After shocking the Seahawks three weeks ago, the Giants have been outscored 46 to 13 in two very ugly losses. I think those losses just killed their momentum, also demonstrated weaknesses in their defense that we hadn't seen exploited since the early days of the NFL season. As for the Ravens, ah, shit, I guess watch out, maybe. Uh, Big win over the Browns a few weeks ago kind of reinvigorated that offense. And yeah, last week was against the Jaguars, but still they were clicking 
Uh, I think the AFC should be worried if the Ravens are playing with more confidence on the offensive side of the ball. Giants could not contain Kyler Murray a few weeks ago. I don't think they contain Lamar Jackson this week either. It's a lot, uh, so I can't bet it, but I will lean the Ravens here to cover this one. I have them winning significantly. Here's the thing we know about Baltimore. They beat bad teams into the ground. They really struggle with good teams, but bad teams, they have no problem. And with the Giants, their their offense, ever since Daniel Jones got injured, they really have lost their identity on the offensive side. And even though he tried to come back, um, the, the injury was still lingering. He wasn't very effective. They didn't play. And his ability to run uh, helps them because they really don't have a running game sans Saquon Barkley. So this this is another one of those games where the line is probably justified. Actually, the line could probably even be worse. I think this is another one of those lopsided scores. I will bet those Edgar Allan Poe Ravens. Never met a double-digit favorite you didn't love. Well, they usually win, but covering is another story. Right. Uh, I think that this game, I have the Baltimore winning by about 13 points. They do tend to beat up on bad teams. If Colt McCoy showed me anything last week, is that he's afraid to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. Uh, at least <laughs> not very much, unless it's absolutely necessary. Baltimore probably rolls in this game. Again, I'm worried about a backdoor cover. They get up, they get the lead, and then the next thing you know, the Giants score some meaningless touchdown at the end of the game. So I'm just going to lean the um, the Ravens. Yeah, I'll lean the Ravens here too. Too many points. Too many points. It would not surprise me if the if the Giants somehow figure out a way to cover this game. 43 and a half is your total. Um, yeah, I have, I have the... Uh, uh, Browns. Oh, they were they were the Browns at one point in time, right? I have the Ravens scoring thirty seven, uh, and the Giants scoring fourteen. So oh, wow. uh, I'll lean I'll lean the over here. Yeah, I think again. I I think the Ravens just kicked the shit out of the Giants. That's a huge week. over, Max. Come on, now. It's, it, yeah, yeah. I'm still I I don't love the totals this week. Yeah. I really don't. I just don't. Uh, that's that totals only got this at like twenty seven to seventeen. Baltimore's going to get over 27, and if we think there's any kind of backdoor, I don't even know if the Giants get to 17. Maybe they get to 17 or 20, but I think this goes over, so I will lean the over. Here's the thing. I I do believe that Baltimore, well, I I don't think there's any doubt Baltimore will get theirs. It's just a question of what do the Giants bring to the table. I think the Giants aren't going to bring a whole lot to the table in terms of scoring, especially, I mean, they scored six points last week. in a game that was a must win for them uh, against the Browns who just gave up, I don't know, a 45 or something like that the week before. That's the part that worries me. So I'm just going to slightly lean the over hoping that the giants bring a little more than six points this week. Okay. Well, I'm going to bet the under I've got this going under pretty well. So I don't know that the giants will do their part. So there it is. I'm going to bet the under in that one. It's going to be a, a, an exciting game. Thrilling. Speaking of, Atlanta's coming to Kansas City. Chiefs opened up minus 11.5. They're minus 10.5 now. Man, I I've, I've kind of called my shot on this one. You know where I'm going with this. A few weeks ago, I said the Steelers would lose at least three games and it would be enough for KC to get the number one seed. So you fast forward now and a win this week will clinch the, the top seed for uh, the Chiefs, while the Steelers will be lucky to end the season with only three losses. 
Casey, they've been winning games, not really in convincing fashion, but here's a chance for their offense to just flex their muscles, put up some big points on a Falcons defense that sometimes forgets that they are on the field to play defense. Atlanta is actually motivated to lose here. I alluded to this earlier in the show as well, is they could get as low as the number four pick in the draft if they continue to lose, or they can go all the way to the 12th pick in the draft if they win. That is how bunched up these lesser teams are. 4-12 and is a sneeze away, (laughs) and I think Atlanta is going to say, you know, it was a good run. Thank you for your service, Mr. Matty Ice. If you want to go play for New England or if you want to go elsewhere in the offseason, we wish you well. It's a game I mentioned I've been saving my chalk for. It didn't quite work last time I saved up my chalk on the Chiefs, but it's not scaring me off this go-around either. I'm going to bet KC here. I I think they they win this one, and and, uh, it's going to be ridiculous. I really do. You know, I, I've been on the Chiefs all season long, but really betting the Chiefs has been a losing proposition. They they just absolutely do not cover the lines. They haven't been covering lesser lines than this, and now we have a double-digit line. Like, this is maybe if you want to play it safe, this is a money line play on the Chiefs. You have to give up a lot, but they're going to win this game. But I don't know how anybody can trust them to win by double digits. The defense has been giving up yards, giving up points, backdoor covers. Atlanta's good enough on the offensive side to take advantage of a suspect pass defense by the Chiefs. I think Atlanta will at least cover the 10 and a half. I'm leaning the Falcons. Well, styles make fights, and this is a case where Andy Reid doesn't have to remember the name of his running backs, even though this week he's only got one, so it should be a little bit easier in Le'Veon Bell. But you have the number one passing offense against the 31st or maybe 32nd pass defense. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Nicole Hardman, Tyreek Hill, they, I mean, that's the best. There, there's nothing that Seattle, uh, the Atlanta defense is going to be able to do. I think there's, there's a chance that Kansas City is going to go ahead and blow a team out. This is the case. I'm going to lean the Chiefs. And lean the Chiefs. All right. I'm going to lean the Falcons here. I think yeah, so many points, and Kansas City does not come out and destroy teams. They just kind of, you know, let them <laughs> roll around in the mud for a while, have one quarter where they dominate, and then just kind of go back to conservative mode. So, yeah, I'll lean the Falcons here. You think that's it, though, for Matty Ice? You think he's done? Yep. If they get the fourth pick, they're pretty much guaranteed to get either Justin Fields or the kid from BYU, and I think that they would be happy with either one of those guys taking over. Max is having connection issues at the moment. Yeah, I think um, whether he wants to leave or not, it may not be up to him, but I think Atlanta is probably in a situation where they're going to have to get younger um, it's it's the right time. They're going to end up with a new coach, whether it's Raheem Morris or somebody else. So the timing is right, probably to get their new franchise quarterback. So so uh, Matt Ryan is still a serviceable quarterback. Maybe if the Bears decide to go somewhere else, maybe the hoodie is is definitely looking for another quarterback. But um, his time in Atlanta could be done. I think. I think yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, please I, was go. Say, I think they should also move on from Julio Jones. A guy can't stay on the field, and people probably would be willing to overpay draft pick wise because of the uh, the measurables. Yeah, that could be. So Max is having connection issues. We'll see if he can figure that out. I sent him a message. So we'll, we'll go on. Panther, the total in this one is uh, 53 and a half. 
50 uh, or 54 depending on you know what you want well 53 and a half we'll go with the lower number but i, I mean well actually we'll probably go with the 54 because i look i think the chief the chief's gonna win this game um but the falcons there's been like i've mentioned this so many times that there's this kind of misconception that they're an offensive juggernaut because you throw out the names matt ryan calvin ridley julio jones todd Gurley, like they're a juggernaut but they really aren't they've been a 23 24 point team all season long they might even struggle to get that this week so i, I will lean the under here i have the game ever so slightly going under but i think the risk here is to the upside i think andy reed is going to want to have at least one really solid game before they head into the bye week uh, as the first round bye in the, in this new playoff structure as the only team in the AFC getting that bye. So I'm expecting one of these two games to come from Kansas City to, to be an all-out all out effort, and this is the one. So I'm going to lean the over. Over. Okay. Got you in for the lean on the over. Yeah, ever so slightly. I think this goes over. I'm talking like <laughs> a couple tenths of a point. So I'm going to lean the over in this one. Max, welcome back. Do you have a feel on the total in the Kansas City yeah. game? Yeah, I don't know what happened. It just, it just for some reason, said that uh, my computer was no longer uh, accepting the USB oh, <laughs> for boy. my mic, and uh, I had to unplug everything, plug everything back in. Uh, what do we have as the total? 53 and a half? 53 and a half. And I'll lean the under here. I got this at 53, Chiefs 32, Falcons 21. Okay, there you go. Next up, and this is, wow, Rams, Seattle. Just wow. That's all I can say. Rams opened up plus two and a half. The Rams are plus one now. So it looks like Vegas and the money are not really affected by this loss they had last week. Yeah, I'm affected by this loss. They have <laughs> yeah, after blowing a winnable game to the Jets last week, uh, Rams need to rebound, avoid losing consecutive games. Um, LA got the better of Seattle in their first matchup, and I think they get the better of them again. Uh, defense is going to be motivated to flex their muscles after being humiliated last week by the Jets. Seattle's defense has been playing better, so I'm not sure if Goff can do what he did last time against them. I only ask that he doesn't do what he did last week. That's, that is what I'm asking. I think Wilson has another off week. Uh, he's going to be under pressure all game. He does not do well when under pressure. Aaron Donald is going to make his life miserable this week. I see him making some mistakes out there. I see some short fields, and hopefully Goffbot can take advantage of those short fields. I got the Rams winning this one, and I got to back my boys here and place a bet on the L.A. Rams. That really had to. I, I, I just I could feel the lack of confidence in that. In God, that I hate Jared Goff. I'm serious, guys. I hate this guy. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of this game, but the, man, just when you think you know who the Rams are, they give the Jets their only win of the season and did not look good at all on either side of the ball. Seattle, this it's been a tale of two teams. You know, the first half of the season, their defense was just absolutely terrible. Uh, anybody could score on them. And now the defense is playing much better. They've stopped letting Russ cook. They're trying to run the ball. It's brought their scoring down quite a bit. So I actually think this will probably be a more competitive game, closer game, not not a huge shootout. But with Seattle, I'd like I can't get away from last week's loss. Like I, I know you're supposed to like let those things go, but I can't get away from that. Um, the Rams got fat off the NFC East. They lost last week to the Jets. Like it just, I don't have a lot of confidence in this team as good as that defense can be, should be. I'm going to lean Seattle here. 
Yeah, the Rams' offense, I think, is a little bit limited for the genius <laughs> that is their coach, McVay. I think at some point in time, too bad for Max, he's going to have to let Goff cook. <laughs> and uh, I, and I think that one of the things that makes it really difficult for for uh, Russell Wilson is that Jalen Ramsey has done a great job so far in DK Metcalf's career of holding him down. And if they can hold him down, you can roll the coverage over to Tyler Lockett, who's kind of a thin guy, more of a deep threat than an over-the-middle threat. They don't really have a tight end. They don't really have a running game. So that's kind of how I think the Rams are able to scheme against the Seattle offense. I think the scheme works against them. It's going to be a tight game, so I'm just going to lean the Rams. Lean the Rams. So you think it's just uh, Goff needs more freedom in the offense. That's, That's what's holding him back. Well, I think their talent is in their wide receiving core. And I think the one thing about Goff is Goff, he, he doesn't really lock into one receiver one week. Cooper Cup's getting a lot of catches. The next week, it's Robert Woods. Sometimes it's Josh Reynolds, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett. So I think he's trying to make the right reads and get the ball to the right guy. But for whatever reason, I think McVay is kind of holding him back and not really trying for that Rams greatest show on turf. They've got enough offensive weapons that they can spread the field out, make teams try to cover, you know, all that wide receiving and tight end ability and just trust golf. And I think if they did that, they would open up their offense and start scoring a lot more points. It would open up the running game a little bit more. So Henderson, who's in for the out acres, could probably get himself a hundred yards. So kind of setting up the run with the pass sort of offense. I got you. I got you. I'm going to lean the Rams here in this one. And this is the only show where you'll find out that Andy Reid and uh, McVay hold their quarterbacks back. This is the only show we're gonna get that kind of analysis. <laughs> I don't think he holds a. I don't think he holds Oops. Patrick Mahomes back at all. No, 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 no. I'm talking about something else. <laughs> Total in this one is forty-seven and a half. Oh, jeez. Um, flip a coin. Really. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm leaning the over here. I got fifty-one. I got Rams winning twenty-six to twenty-five. Uh, but again, uh, I think the Rams defense could could hold Seattle down. I think the Rams offense, as Rich mentioned, is is limited. I don't agree with his assessment that we got to let Goff cook. Uh, I, he needs he needs to cook less. Um, so this could go under. But yeah, as it is twenty six twenty five, my metrics leans the over here. Okay. Yeah, unlike Max, I'm not a hatred of Goff, and I think the, part of the thing that mcveigh has been trying to do all season is find his running back well he found his running back and now his running back is injured so i think much to max's dismay this will be a situation where they're gonna let golf cook i think russell wilson could probably have another uh, offensive showing as well so i'm gonna lean the over here i'm gonna lean the under since jalen ramsey's joined the rams seattle's offense has been really limited when they've uh, matched up They've scored 12 and 16 points, and I, I think they'll struggle to score again, so I'm going to lean the under. Yeah, I'm going to lean the under here as well. I, I think it's only 47 and a half, but I, I just don't know. I don't know if we're going to get that at all. All right. Philadelphia is going to Dallas. Dallas opened up minus one, and now it's the Eagles minus two and a half. Cowboys like to beat up on backup quarterbacks, and now they get their chance to face another one. Three consecutive weeks, I think, of facing backup quarterbacks. The only problem is this backup's pretty good. (laughs) If you listen to the DFS show, you know I like the two Jalens this week on the Eagles to uh, have a big big game against the Cowboys uh, defense. I'm just not sure if the Eagles pull out the win. 
which Arch will be very happy about. Dallas 0-4 ATS uh, against division division teams this season, but I think they're they're going to get the their first one. I think they're gonna, I think they're going to get their first ATS win, and probably outright win this fucking game for some reason. Uh, they have an outside shot of winning the NFC East if they win this week. Washington loses, so maybe Andy Dalton and his uh, ragtag crew of backup misfits <laughs> play their asses off this week, uh, get the win, push push Dallas into the playoffs. That would just be something. Yeah, I, I mentioned I have Dallas winning this uh, one outright. Uh, no way I'm going to bet either side of this one. I can't trust either team. So I'll lean the Cowboys here, but I think if the Cowboys are now – getting points this could be a money line play i think the cowboys could outright beat the eagles this week you missed your dallas play last week when i was out on an island all by myself against those 49ers this isn't the week this is the week where philadelphia fucks with arch's little bet and philadelphia does their little wait as long as they possibly can to make their run giants are going to lose washington probably could lose philadelphia is going to win this game and we're all going to be like what in the fuck is going on in week 17 uh, miles sanders could have a big day against that dallas rush defense we already talked about the two jalens i agree with max there that the philadelphia is going to get theirs uh, whether or not Andy Dalton and crew can keep their offensive thing going will be the, the question for me. But I do believe Philadelphia wins this game. I am going to lean those Eagles. I think Jalen Hurts could have a little bit more difficult time this week than he has in, in his previous two weeks. The one thing the Dallas defense seems to be able to do better than most is defend the pass it's where they can't defend is the run so i do agree miles sanders is going to have a huge probably a very big week on the other side of the ball i i I think dallas again they got to let andy dalton cook but he's another one that refuses to throw the ball past the line of scrimmage (laughs) and when you don't throw the ball past the line of scrimmage the defenses crowd the line makes it very difficult to move the ball I, i think their offensive coordinator they have big play wide receivers Seems like Amari Cooper always shows up against the Eagles. This is a torn heart for me because I want the Cowboys to lose, but I don't think they're going to. So I'm going to lean the uh, the Cowboys here. Yeah, earlier I mentioned I have two two bets, and I had to decide which one was more plausible. So I took Jacksonville. I'm just going to lean Dallas here. Oh man, I do think Dallas wins. I do think they cover, and I just don't. I just don't trust him. I just don't trust uh, the Red Rifle and his uh, juggernaut defense. I'm just going to lean Dallas here. Total is 49 and a half. Slightly on the over. I'm leaning. Uh, I got Cowboys 27, Eagles 23 for a total of 50. So I, I, again, I hate the totals this week, man. (laughs) (laughs) I really hate them. Uh, Lean on the over. Yeah, believe it or not, this game matters, right? So both both these teams kind of have something to play for. The loser probably has nothing to play for going into next week, but I think you're going to get a couple of tryhards out there. You're only looking at 25 points each. Dallas's horrendous defense of all season will rear its ugly head, so both teams will get over the 25. Uh, I like the over on a lead. Yeah, I think this game is going to go over. Um, both teams are going to score some points. And even if the game is not over, the Cowboys will let up a, like a Hail Mary at the end of the game and it'll <laughs> go over like they did to San Francisco. What, is it though, what does it say, though, Arch, when you have two dumb bets that you say you're going to take and you take Jacksonville over the Cowboys? I had to decide which one was more plausible. 
that's how bad the Cowboys year has been. Uh, I'm going to bet the over here. I think both teams will get over 25 because their defenses suck. I think you guys are all right. I think it is going to go over. I just don't have the you know any wiggle room. I've got nothing. Just like Max, I've got it closer to f- just almost 50 exactly. So that's yeah, an over over lean for me. All right, last game, and it's it's exciting. Tennessee's going to Green Bay. Packers opened up minus four. They're minus three and a half now, or three. Packers run defense been much better this season compared to how awful they were last year. But it's a team that can still be run on, and you got to expect Derrick Henry to do just that this week. He's he's eyeing that two K mark. He's going to need a lot to get there, but he's he's, he's close. I think it's going to result in the Packers focusing a lot of attention on the run and giving up some uh, wiggle room to that Titans pass game, which could mean a big game for Tannehill as well. Uh, Both teams do have something to play for this week. With a win and a loss by Seattle, Packers clinch the number one seed in the NFC. If the Titans win and the Colts lose, that means the AFC South title goes to the Titans. So both teams going to be playing really, really hard, try to win this game this week. In order for me to avoid the wrath of Wisconsin listeners, I am going to give a heartfelt congratulations to the Green Bay Packers, who will win the game this week. Enjoy your number one seed. You'll still blow it in the playoffs, and you're not covering this game either. I'm going to bet the Titans here. Oh. I think the Titans keep it close. Uh, you, you're such a look. Christmas is over, so there goes the the, the nice Max. He's back to the poking the bear or the cheese heads, if you will. Um, the best game of the day by far, and uh, I don't even know how you can go either way. The Green Bay at home, you're going to have you know temperatures in the teens. It's going to be frigid cold. Um, that does not ever bother the Packers, but I don't know if that's going to have any effect on on the Titans. Um, they've, they've been throwing the ball well. Tannehill's really made use of his – he's made his wide receivers fantasy relevant on top of the fact that Derrick Henry's been the best running back all season. Both these defenses actually give up points. I think this could be a high-scoring game. That hook is kind of what has me. So I'm going to lean Tennessee plus the three-and-a-half. Yeah, this is a game where I think the Green Bay defense and the Tennessee offense are kind of evenly matched. Green Bay will win some. Tennessee will win some. Green Bay will get a couple of stops, maybe a couple of field goal attempts. And then Derrick Henry and the offense will have some big plays. And so they're going to score some points where the Green Bay defense will get a couple of wins. On the other side, I don't think that the Tennessee defense is going to get that many wins. They're one of the more porous defenses in the league. Green Bay is one of the most efficient offenses, both passing and running. They may not get stopped this game whatsoever at all. It's pretty close, but I'm going to lean the Packers. If this game were in Tennessee and Nashville, I would probably lean Tennessee. But the Packers are tough in Wisconsin. I'm going to lean the Packers. All right. Yeah, I'm going to lean Tennessee here, too. Three and a half. Ooh, I like that hook. I, I, I do think it's going to be a really, really close game. I think the Packers win, but I think it's going to be really close. So, I'll you know, with that hook, I'll just lean Tennessee. Total in this one is 55 and a half, most books. Yeah, I, I closed out my sheet, so I have no idea what this total is. Uh, Panther, you go with the total, and then I'll, I'll circle back. <laughs> 
Well, at 55, look, Green Bay pretty much scores 31 at will. They've been scoring over 30 points about all season long. They have that shit show against Tampa Bay. But that outside of that, even in their losses, um, they've been scoring. So uh, they're going to get theirs. I believe Tennessee will get theirs. I don't bet a lot of totals. This will actually be the second one for uh, today. But I'm going to bet the over here. Both these teams are going to get into the 30s. Okay, I was able to pull it back up. I, I'm going to lean the over here. Yeah, I agree with you. I've got Packers winning 32 to 31, so that's a total of 63. So I think you do have some wiggle room there if you like the over. Um, the sharps were on the under, mm-hmm. and that kind of uh, freaked me out. So uh, lean on the over here. I, I, I think you're right. Both teams can get into the 30s, whether they will in in that lovely Wisconsin weather. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Sharps and no sharps, they don't play defense. <laughs> and, and even if they did, their defense wouldn't be probably much better than Tennessee's. And then uh, I, I Green Bay's offense could, I think, borderline 40 this week. So I am going to bet the over. You're going to bet the over. Okay. Got it. I'm Ever so slightly, I'm going to lean the under. I've got it at like 55.4. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just going to lean the under barely, barely. And just watch the game. This is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a real fun one to see. But that is it. Every single spread, every single total, every single bet if Alex Smith plays. But that is it. That is it. We're going to get this posted right away because there are some Saturday games. So hopefully you can listen to at least the first 10, 15 minutes of the show and get some bets in on this Saturday. If not, well, lots of games still to bet on tomorrow over at my bookie promo code AbsoluteDGen. Make sure to head over to AbsoluteGeneracy.com. Support Degeneracy. I mentioned it before. If you buy some of our current t-shirts, we can add more t-shirts. We can have double fallacy and dumb push and lots of these other catchphrases that we come up with on the show. Put on a t-shirt so you can wear it. Uh, But for right now, go buy some Moneyline Mafia ones. We get the Rich and Panther Moneyline Mafia t-shirts or the regular ones. So uh, Degen Shop over at AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Make sure to download the Degens app for Android iOS. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. Listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podtail, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to us at, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. You haven't been much of a money line Don lately, but uh, hopefully that'll change with the playoffs coming up. Maybe with a few upsets there. And uh, you want to definitely head over to the website. There's a lot of soccer going on in England, excuse me. And I'll have some picks there for you. Some nice, good money line plays where the, you can uh, take a plus line and hopefully do pretty well. And then you want to tell your friends about it at uh, online, at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, however it is you communicate. Because friends don't let friends bet football or football without absolute degeneracy. Panther, I know you're on vacation for a while. You've been on vacation around here since I've joined, so take us home. Uh, I'm on vacation every day. I sleep in because Max does all the work, and all I have to do is just come in and place a bet. But um, before we go, I don't think we've done a Panther parlay in a while, so I slapped one together for you, DGens. I'm liking a lot of chalk here, but go ahead and eat it. Cleveland's going to win by 10. Baltimore's going to cover their 10.5, and and I like the Colts minus that one. There's your Panther parlay. Let us know what you did yesterday with those basketball games. I went 2-0, finally ripped the Band-Aid off and got it on the winning side of the basketball plays. Uh, Let us know what you're going to do today, what you're going to do tomorrow when it's all said and done, kids. That's all. Make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its content.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.